as I pick my teeth. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's wonderful about podcasts. It's not like live radio and, you know, people are out there criticizing. You can always edit, but I don't edit anything. Nothing to edit here because we have literally my favorite comedian of all time. Don't give me that look. Don't you know? I've been telling you this for thirty years. Do you I think know, I, but you think I make it up and just reboot the same saying for thirty years? You know, favorite comic of all time. That's I went incredible. to her special. I don't know if it, Wendy Liebman. I don't know if I told you this. One time I was practicing for my special. Right. I did tell you this. Yeah, but tell everybody. Such <laughs> is a nice thing to say. <laughs> I watched, I went to your special in North Hollywood, and I loved the way you took the stage, and it really helped my confidence, because I don't have confidence when I walk on stage. I think they hate me. I really have this assumption that they don't like me. I'm a white male. They already have that whole thing going. He's the oppressor. He's the rapist. He's, so, he's, he's all those things, right? right? I look like the guy, the, the dad that abused you. All that stuff, is that's what I walk in with. The bully. I, I, oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for adding. Just give, give me all the white guy things that you already walk in with, all your prejudices. Right. So I assume these things, and that's why I do a long show, is I think that I have to talk them into liking me. You took that stage, and I will never forget it. They love you. And I, me as an audience member, which I never am, I'm going, wow, yeah, I love this woman. Yeah, she's just great. Wow. And from that point forward, that motivated me to walk on stage and own the stage like you did. It's so funny, Craig, because after that, I never performed again. <laughs> <laughs> that was the... That was the swan Pen song? Penultimate. That, that, that was it? Well, I actually am recording all of my jokes. Yeah. Uh, next month. And recording them in what fashion? Um, I'm performing live. Okay. And I'm audio recording them. Uh, like doing you mean an all album. all the jokes you've ever told? Like Maybe. Like a like lot Mr. of my T jokes. jokes we're going to go <laughs> I never had a Mr. T joke, but I did do a song parody. My name is Orca. Uh, my name, my name instead is of Orca, my name is Luca. Luca. <laughs> okay. Are you going to bring that out? No. Oh, you talked about retro. By the way, everybody, she's still on AOL. Oh my God, I can't believe you. <laughs> it's the same address as I. I have the AOL, original address. I have Gmail. I, I have. I'm on Friendster. <laughs> Earthlink. <laughs> Earthlink. <laughs> I don't even know if any of these things still exist, but I do. I, I, I'll be honest. I still have AOL. You do? Just, I do. I don't use it because when, when someone receives an email from us, they already think we're you know, old, right? I think I just lost a job because I right. sent AOL. <laughs> By the way, she's not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. I, I, exactly. <laughs> they go, oh, boy, this one's really out of it, I AOL. Know. And they just get these, these, they get these opinions. And the person's my age, so it's not like... No, they like, are not. Yeah. Wow. But I just feel like maybe that's why they didn't respond. Well, there's a lot of reasons. I think people have this FOMO. They have this... I, this is what I don't like about show business, is it really is a, It's like a transactional community. It's all based on what someone can do for you. And I just don't believe in that. I, you know, I believe in friendships for the rest of your life, unless somebody does something, and then you work it out even still. That's not how it goes. You know, oh, AOL, they're out. I'll take the Gmail. 
You're the hardest working person I know in showbiz. I think a lot about show business because I don't. I feel like I'm showbiz adjacent, mm-hmm. even though I've been doing this for 35 years <sighs> and I know a lot of people who are in show business. But I still feel like I'm an imposter. Do you really? Yeah, I do. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. Well, when I tell you. It's funny, I've had this discussion with my wife. Not, I don't call her the funniest person ever, but, <laughs> but I have a similar discussion. Is like, you know, how does one get through to let you know, like I've told her, you're the greatest human being I've ever met. I used to tell her that a lot. She is, though. But, but she would not take that in. You know, she mm-hmm. wouldn't. So it's the same sort of thing. I think you're the greatest comic I've ever seen. And I, you shake your head. <laughs> so. So this if, is if, video if, if, as well, yeah, right? Okay. So by the end of this interview, you're going to give a, a shake head up and down, okay? okay. The, and and affirm that. So what happens to your body? I'm, you know, we go a little deeper here. What happens to you when you hear that? You think imposter? He doesn't know any better. Uh, I mean, what? what I goes... think you don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's really. I'm. I believe you. Okay. And then By the I way, go, that was not sincere. No, no, it is. I believe <laughs> you, caveat, but I don't. I believe you, but I don't think you've seen George Carlin. <laughs> or, oh no, you make me laugh more oh, than George Carlin. George Carlin makes me think. Okay. And I go, wow, that's really, really clever. He thinks like I do, actually, and I think it's brilliant. I, I love it. I love that aspect of myself. I don't bring it to the stage, but love that. Different people are different categories. You have a unique quality about you. Your joke writing is brilliant. You have a style that's very, very unique. And I like that. I like to see something. And you're nothing like me, by the way, so I don't get jealous. I mean, that's we're, a big part of it. We're too. like nothing. Yeah, of course. If Although you project- we did win the same award the same year. I know. Oh, should I have saved that? Yeah. yeah maybe, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe, All right. Maybe. Erase, erase. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't edit, but you didn't hear that anybody. No, no, I was getting to that. We have something in common. There, we do have that in common. We won the stand-up of the year, you, you female, me male. They, we couldn't have it now. It would have to be a they. <laughs> right? <laughs> you couldn't have a male and a female. Could, oh, look at oh, this. Oh, wow. See, here's the photo. Of you and me oh, in 1997. Oh, my God. My mouth is big. <laughs> um, <laughs> analyzing what she looks like 27 life years ago. Life is so funny. Isn't it amazing? So that's us after we just won this award. And here it is right here. It is the award. But I'm more proud of what's next to that award. What I truly is that? Earn a, it's the Horse's Ass Award I won for my ex-wife's family reunion. That was truly, I campaigned for that, Wendy. You campaign for a lot of awards like that rowing, the canoe thing with you, your son. You knew about that? You told me about it. I we did? Had, we had lunch one day I next. Oh, because it was at the lake where right. it happened. Well, that was a real real stupid competitive thing of me, and I almost collapsed. But yeah. but you're competitive like I'm, that. I'm, I'm stupid competitive. I'm not okay. competitive for normal shit. So comedy, I think, is very competitive. Which I'm not competitive in comedy. That's what's weird. I support all comedy and comedians. I don't take them down. I don't analyze them. I don't do the carrot top as a hack, all that stuff. I think I carrot, love top, carrot I top. think he's brilliant at for what he does. Yes. Is, is it is it what I would pay money to see? That's a different story. Who I would pay money to see, you would be at the top of my list. Although I got in free for your special. I'm pretty sure I got it on the list. 
But I invited you, friends. That's why they loved me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good move. I'm the opposite. I don't want anyone. I did a special. Oh, right. we, yes, I went into the audience and actually said, you can't sit there. I moved people. Really? Oh, yeah. They were going, people were going, I think that's him. I'm, before my special in makeup, with I still had like the, the Kleenex on my neck, you know, so I'm out there. Ah, ah, ah. No, no, I know. They, where they, was that? In Anaheim at a big theater in Anaheim where the same night Sebastian Menescalco used my set. He, the set, they just they clean. They changed a couple items on the set. And they said, oh, we're going to bring we're going to bring this guy, Sebastian. I don't even think he used his last name at the time. Oh. And I'm, yeah. And he. He exploded from that, and I'm here. So this that's a really good topic because yeah. I sat in a car with him once at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and didn't. this is before he was him. Yeah. And one time before she was her, okay, so a long time— Wendy's not talking about her and him in a pronoun <laughs> right. sense. Right, no, no, no. Okay, all right. A long time ago, I had a show that I was pitching with— Whitney Cummings. And then... Um, She's part of my story, too. Really? And then, yeah, yeah. like, I find out that she couldn't come to our pitch because she got two shows. So who did we replace her with? Tiffany Haddish. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. To and go in and pitch. Yes. So, so we pitched it one place, and they didn't buy it. So, and now they're probably kicking themselves. So Tiffany had to get on board with your pitch, obviously. Yeah, and it was a good show. Idea. Yeah, it was, it was called Roadkill, and it was a veteran comedian, me, mm-hmm. and a newbie going on the road together performing in a bus. And we thought it was a great, great idea. I know, but it, it never went. But both Whitney and Tiffany are now is, superstars. Isn't that amazing? Well, here's the question. You'd be honest about this. Okay. This is the... I have, I'm not going to call it bitterness. I have disappointment that Whitney used to open for me, selling my merchandise. That's the point she was. Wow. And I, this Barry Katz said, the manager, he said, hey, give her a shot. And I said, sure. I'll, you know, I was pretty popular and take people on the road. I mentor them and stuff. And she would even come to writing sessions that we had. Never saw her again. <laughs> I just run into her here and there, but I don't have her phone number. I literally am signed up for something where she tells me where she's performing. I keep going, oh, it's this Whitney Cummings. I think, keep thinking she's, she has to get back <laughs> in touch with the guy that you. helped her. Yeah. Oh, no. I get the same thing that 100,000 other people are getting a notice that she's working in Detroit or whatever it is. Like, could she throw you a bone? Right. Right. Could any of the people that, you know, I talked about in the last episode, Jimmy Fallon, you know, used my, my audience to get discovered by Saturday Night Live. Sebastian. Well, Sebastian, that one sort of doesn't count because he just used the stage that I had just, you know, sold out the room. I think they might have used the same crowd or whatever. But so I wouldn't think it of him. But other people that I, you know, got to know, Dave Chappelle used to open for me. He was 14 years old. Who? And no. This guy, Dave <laughs> Chappelle. Or is it Chappelle? Something like Chapel. Yeah, Dave Chapel. He was an amazing 14-year-old comic and... Judd Apatow used to send me uh, tapes, like, you remember mixtapes? He would do yeah. mixtapes, and he would send them to me or give them to me. Like, I remember, I still have one called Steps Ahead was his favorite band. because you got to see. He would, like, try to, like, kiss up to me so I would take him to San Bernardino to open for me. Have I ever been an extra in his movies? No. So how do you feel? Like, truly, how do we feel about this? And this is what I was saying about 
you know, Judd might not like that I'm on AOL stuff. <laughs> Whatever the case is, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you're not you're not the next thing to to right. anyone anymore. We're we're basically this is 1997. We won this award, right? And we were at the top. You know, people, actually, I hit my peak way before then. Act. Before 1997, it was 1979 when I was Eliza in My Fair Lady at Rosalyn High School. And I swear nothing has come close to that high because people were like amazed. By the way, yeah. you're sort of not being funny about this. No, These I'm being These are real serious. highs for us. That Those was times, a high. Yeah. I'm glad I mean, you, I was I'm, probably also high, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I'm glad you had the highs. I had absolute lows. Can't believe I stayed in show business. Wet my pants, and uh, you know, I was singing in high wet, school. Something. This is college. Something's oh, coming from West Side Story. Something was coming. It was. I, <laughs> I was doing. It was the. It was the first script of You're in Town. I buy entire <laughs> pants. What happened? I got a little drunk, and mm. um, I was really nervous, and it was sold out crowd, Steel Auditorium. And the guy gave me the wrong cue line. He was supposed to say, and I also didn't rehearse that much because you can't rehearse in a dorm. You can't be singing "Something's Coming" in, in a dorm. So, <laughs> so I hear, dun 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 is Bev on the piano, dun 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 dun, and I wasn't sure where it was coming in. Oh and this God. warmth comes over me. I look down, full on piss in my pants, and it's beige pants growing, growing this the spot. They put the spot on it. They start laughing, and I go, could be. <laughs> Who knows? There's something to any day. Oh no! And if I knew the, if I knew, because they have a lot of lyric Did changes. Did you live that down? No. Did you ever live that I down? I never. I never sung again. Well, that's why you're a supreme comedian, because you can laugh <laughs> about it now. Well, I kept that a secret for a long oh, time. <laughs> really? I think it's the first I've ever talked about. Amazing. On the podcast. Jeff, my husband, yes. said that if he ever did stand up, he would have a device that would just make it so that it looked like he was doing peeing in his pants. He would stand on stage and just like pee in his pants and say, that's my time. Because <laughs> he's so shy. Today's our 19th wedding I know. It's your 19th anniversary. I saw it on Facebook oh and I, the, the guilt that went inside of me. I'm Why? Going, She's coming Because you're coming here. He's in Malibu at a meeting. Oh, okay. I know. Right. He's like, uh, now I, yeah. He actually gave me the forgiveness. He, <laughs> he posted, it's okay, Craig. We're good. He didn't tell me I have a meeting anyway. After well, 19 years, it's yeah, like. That's true. It's not like he's going to say. Let's get sushi from Ralph's. What? And, <laughs> what? <laughs> but we don't go out anyway. Well, one time we did 10 years ago. We doubled Oh, dated. we did. Yes. Yeah, we but I'm one saying time. That we was don't the last go out I saw eat. you. Either one that's of you. That's the last time we ever went out to eat. <laughs> now, that was nice. I love your wife. Around the corner. <laughs> or with, by, by the way, if I knew the lyrics, then I would belt it. And then I would go back to the nerves. That's my biggest fear dream, is that I have zero idea what I'm supposed to say on stage oh, of the whole script. Horrible. And everybody else knows everybody else's lines in my dream because theater is their life. And I'm just winging it. I can't believe that. I actually had that happen. I was Captain Horster in Enemy of the People. And Wendy Chernoff, who was a genius, by the way, literally a genius, I forgot my lines. She said Horster's lines along with hers. So she would say the lines for I was just up there miming. And so I didn't know what else to do. So that actually did happen. And it really does affect you because you think this will happen again and again. And have you ever had panic attacks? 
I'm not one who has panic attacks, but I my sister does, really? and and my uncle did. You're and panic attack adjacent. It sounds yes. Like. <laughs> runs in the family. You didn't get the gene. I'm just anxious and depressed. I <laughs> I miss that one. Um, but yeah, so it's you get an, a panic attack. I think I've had two. One was in Blockbuster. This you know this is I'm dating myself again. The AOL. I'm sure I had my AOL account uh, connected with my Blockbuster account. It's okay. I said cassette tape from, from Judd tape. Apatow. Yeah, mixed tape. Yeah, I don't think they make those anymore. Have you tried to get in touch with him? Judd? Oh, I, I got in touch with him a little bit. Like, uh, we emailed, and he said a couple things that he says, oh, I heard, he heard a rumor about this comedian we used to know in Long Island, da 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 yeah, there was something happened, I'll tell you after. Um, mm. But anyway, I said, no, no, you know, back and forth a little bit. But that was it. I mean, that was then. Then I ran into him with Bob Saget, actually. Speaking of your husband's bit, well, I started with Bob Saget as a kid. I was 17. Wow. He was already doing comedy. Chappelle and, was three. Yeah, three. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for dating me. <laughs> Whoa! I've n- we've never Is that had my that mother happen on the never, drums. Your mom was in your special. I love that your mom did that. My mom would would she would literally kill herself before getting on a stage. Really? Front, oh yeah. I love that you have a relationship with your mother the best, now. The best. I it mean, is so unbelievably beautiful. I love my I love my mom. We talk all the time now. It's from incredible. radical acceptance. I just got in radical acceptance about who she is and also thanking her for making me a comic. She's hilarious. Look she, at how much work you've done on yourself. Had to do had to do that work years. to get mom to uh, listen. It is so clean now that it's no, nothing can affect it. She still does the same stuff. It just doesn't bother me because I go, oh, that's who she is. She's not doing right. this on purpose to me. Right. They always say, oh, they press your buttons because they installed them. No, she didn't. She's just being her. Right. But the things that I love about her, she does this thing. What's bugging Barb? Oh, <laughs> so we're writing a book together. What's bugging oh. Barb and Craig? Because I've inherited all of them. I can't stand. I'm neurotic because of her. And so, you don't have siblings. And now she. Oh, or yeah. you do. Oh, you yeah. have sisters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I have another sister that found me. From the cult leader father. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I found it. I have another sister. This is a TV show. I know, I know. But who wants to see this TV show? You have to have a young me. (laughs) Well, you you can play your father. (laughs) Exactly. I thought about that. Don't you want to be like Cyrano de Bergerac to someone like another comic? Yes. Like like even I thought of like a ventriloquist act. Like they, you put them on your lap and you do the jokes. And but they're like, my son is like good looking kid. The oldest one is like. I said, come on, man. Yeah. Let me tell you the jokes. Right. Don't go, they'll have a following just on your looks. Like, Nobody's I want to give all seeing... my jokes to What's Terry that? Hatcher. I'm going to give all my, because she's doing stand-up now. Of all the people for you to choose. Well, she's doing stand-up I now. I know, but you're talking about someone who was in Superman in the early 90s. No, no, you want, no, she did Desperate Housewives, but still. She no. did Showtime with me recently. We did even more funny women of a certain age. Right. But if you're going to give your jokes, oh, you're and saying make money, like a comedian, a, a young who's in a bikini, like uh, Taylor Tomlinson, right? Well, she doesn't need the joke; she's no. brilliant. I was going to name someone else, and then it would sound like they're not brilliant. But anyway, there's oh. there's like somebody young and good looking, and you give them the jokes. You're Cyrano de Bergerac. You you put an earpiece in. You're telling them even how to respond to hecklers. Tell them, tell them, uh, I do dick jokes, and now I have a prop. I, <laughs> I always wanted my husband to be off stage. Yeah. And it would be like 
a team, but I would just be talking to him because he's so shy. And he never appears. Right. It's kind of like Penn and Teller, but yeah. but you don't see but him. You don't even see him. Or he's but, in the front row of the audience and I'm He wouldn't like, do that. He won't do it. He wouldn't do it if he was he would do it backstage maybe. And yet he is the funniest person I know next to you. No, he he is He, he is so he, funny. He, he's a great writer too. I was in one of his shows. That's right. He's a really great writer and um obviously he comes from a major showbiz background. His his dad was the supreme writer of all the Disney stuff. You know, he was the in Sherman the Sherman Brothers. Brothers so yeah. there were two brothers. I watched the documentary. It's an amazing documentary. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, I highly recommend it. By the Thank way, you. speaking of him yes. peeing himself with the prop, Yes. <laughs> I started with Bob Saget. He had a guitar. I don't oh. know if you knew this. He always brought I a guitar didn't on know stage. That. Yes, his first act was always with a guitar. And he had this rig that he would hit a button and he would sing, while my guitar gently weeps, and the guitar would have water pouring down from it. <laughs> yeah. Brian Frazier from Boston. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's from New York also, but he's he mm -hmm. started in Boston. He would start his set by singing, what would you think if I sang out of key? key? And a key would fall out of his mouth. Wow, same sort of thing. <laughs> The other one he would do is, bottle of red, bottle of white, that makes pink. <laughs> These are all the Saget You heard that um, Gilbert Gottfried died today. Wendy, I hate to say this. This is going to sound really weird. I knew a week ago. I know it was just He announced. died a week ago? Yeah. It was, I don't know why they delayed it, but I'll show you my text messages. His cousin texted me and said a week ago that he died, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the great comics are going, you know. So my son actually texted me a photo of of Louis Anderson, Bob Saget, and Gilbert Gottfried, and he says, "I'm putting you in a hyperbaric chamber because <laughs> I guess my son loves me." Well, this I'm, is the I'll older keep son. Me hmm? Your older son. the oldest son? one. Okay. Yeah, that's what he just you have the cutest kids. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I, do, I do. I I love that because I didn't grow up with that. Right. I didn't grow up with two parents like you did who are on your stage with you, mom and dad. Yes. The best I did was my mom belly danced at my high school graduation party. That that Then it ended there, any of the performance. I can't tell if you're kidding. And if you're not, that No, you're the is, one who always kids. No, I am that not. that is crazy. You didn't know this? She belly danced First at all, your high school graduation? Everyone wanted my mom. She was a divorcee. My dad left when I was born. Something I said. Wah. And uh, Mrs. What's her name? St Stifler or what? Mrs. That's she was the Mrs. Stifler. Stifler of of our area because all and as a matter of fact, the next door neighbor, uh, the mother, it was a couple and with a whole bunch of kids, like Catholic school, or whatever, and he would always do the hedges to look at my mom, and the woman, the mother, would always go, Ed, come in here, because he he was looking at my mom in her hot pants. How does that make you feel? I feel I, like a therapist. Well, I always... <laughs> we were on Dr. Katz a lot, but um, you had a character on there, which was awesome. I, um, I, I felt uh, kind of mixed. My mom loved to be with my friends, still does. They give her a lot of attention. We had one time we were getting high, me and Cerami, and we were pretending we were Cheech and Chong. Remember Cheech and Chong? Everything was about them back then. Cleaned our weed on their albums. And we go, hey, man, what are you doing, man? Where's your mother at? My mom was on a date with a guy and smoking pot on the date. And the entire time we're taping, you hear Don Dolan in the background, Hey, Shu, where's your lady at? Where's your lady at, Shu? I want to see your old lady. Where's your old lady? They all wanted him. Oh, my God. So then she decides to become Shahrazad, the belly dancer. 
new age. You got to pretend. Pre-cult, post-cult. My mom has nothing to do with oh, the cult. Oh, right. It's your my, dad it's who's dad's the cult. My dad's the cult leader. Mom is the belly dancer. I was going to say, how did you turn out so normal? And then I stopped myself. <laughs> then I stopped myself. And I love that she admits it right in front of me. Well, because, you I know, I love you. Me. I wouldn't say that if I really thought you were <laughs> whack. Well, you do think I'm whack. You're you're good whack. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good whack. But anyway, she anyway. said, I'll never forget these words, Wendy. And we'll go back to you and your mom, the drummer. So, listen, you had your moments. At least your mom was drumming with full clothes. My mom, oh my I hear it. So, almost all guys bought us a keg, high school graduation, in another rental house. So we were always in rental houses. And there I hear, really? the, I hear the, the music. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And I hear up the stairs, I hear, I have a treat for you and your friends. Descends the stairs with a navel jewel, veils, and finger symbols. Doing belly rolls. The place went nuts. Woo! Shoo, your old lady looks good. They're throwing quarters at her. And she was so angry. She says, they threw quarters at me. It's an art form. Oh. I said, Mom, they're not thinking art form. They're thinking your form. <laughs> How much did she make? I, I, I got the sweeper out. <laughs> I split it with her. It's good exercise. Yes, that's why she did it. Oh. And, but she also, I don't know, she definitely had 8 by 10s I got them, and I think she stole them from me when she visited me in L.A. I, uh, I'll probably never see them again because it's a big source of shame. You have she, to find those. She, oh, tell me about it. I or recreate anything. them. So I was doing a Zoom recently. Yeah. I don't know if you like Zooms or not. Zoom comedy shows. I have a way to do them, but go ahead. Okay. I kind of like them because I can have my jokes. Because part of aging is like I forget things. Like oh. I'm 56 now, and I've, I've already forgotten that I'm 61. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the guy laughing out there. Um, but I can have my jokes on my screen. Yeah. And so that's, that's what you do? I do. Wow, I do. so like cue cards. And I sit down. It's like having a teleprompter. And do you stand you stand up and do your shows? I have a different way. I have a I bring people to my studio, so I have 20 people. Oh, that's so nice. you get the laughs and my wife actually watched once. I couldn't believe it. Maybe maybe she watched 5 minutes. That's it. Your your lovely husband shows up for everything you do. Hangs on, <laughs> hangs on every word you say. My wife has no idea what I even do for a living. I think she thinks I'm an insurance. That's how much there she doesn't care. There is a care. state farm next door. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She thinks that's where I am. So that's I, I disguise myself over here. Over here. But she said, "Did you have a laugh track?" That's how much it really means oh. a lot when people laugh. Listen, I did zooms with just them. I would see I see this um, bobbing, like uh, a bun. You know, like a like. The pebbles, pebbles from Flintstones. <laughs> yeah, I need new references. That's the problem with us. See, no, I used that one yesterday. Actually, you did not use I pebbles. I did. I swear. There's got to be a new one. Um, like, uh, like who has that like, hair with it? With the Audrey Hepburn was the first, and then Pebbles, and and then I don't know Lufa Day or something. <laughs> <laughs> We're up searching. Wait, okay, so I so did I see, I see okay, it bobbing up and down. She decides, I guess I must have been an aphrodisiac, the love master. She decides to go down on this guy during my show. So Was I, it? So I, so yeah. on, I just see the, the, the bobbing. And I go, you know I can see you. 
Was it other Jeffrey Tubin other... down there? <laughs> okay. So I'm that's not do- that old of a reference. That's I know. A year. That's, a, that's pretty good. So I'm doing a Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> a Zoom. Zoom. And um, it was for MS. It was mm-hmm. a benefit. Yeah. And uh, Cheech Marin was on it. Okay. No, Tommy Chung. Tommy he was Chung. on the Zoom. He was on the. He was one of because it was like a bunch of comedians, and you would each come on for an hour and chit chat with each other like it was the Brady Bunch. Oh wow! And um, and other people observed this and watched this. Yeah, we didn't. It's like we couldn't see that. They're in on the the inside. Yes. Yeah. And he, but this was going back to your Tommy Chong reference. And oh, <laughs> I know. I should keep up. But um, it jogged my memory. Oh, my God. She's losing her memory, man. I really am. Like, I forget what I forgot. Like You forget what you forgot. I don't even know. Well, I watched you the other night. You were on it. A very difficult crowd. Which night was? Oh, see, memory's so bad. It was only a week. It was literally a week ago, the last time I saw you. (laughs) Well... I performed for them before, so I get that. But I was off. I was off that. I, I was off my game because I have spent so much time in my house, in my head, uh-huh. and then here I was in public again, and it was just right. a bizarre. You've gone out a little more than I have. A lot more. Yeah. So well, I've been heavy back. It's just bizarre being in front of people and having that. What am I doing here? And like, also, also, it's not an easy situation because there's kids in the audience. Yeah. It's for a cause. And we've just seen all the cause on, up on the screen. Tuberous sclerosis. Yes. And, yeah. And yeah. we're both on the committee, on the comedy committee. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like just being in the committee and having a free lunch. I'm good with that. I don't have to go on stage. I was like. You've performed for them, though. I have. And that's why I'm not going oh, back. Yeah. It's just a really difficult gig. Some gigs are there and some, some are. Now, that situation was the best one they've ever had. That stage was beautiful. At the Avalon. Yes. That was beautiful. beautiful. stage, yeah. And then Caroline. Caroline is She's the so funniest. Funny. I know. We love Caroline. Caroline is also one of my favorites. I know. I said one of. You're the, and she's one of. So, but I I love watching pros. I like watching the old pros. Well, Jeff work. said that he knows my husband. He yeah. knows when somebody's on stage if they know what they're doing. Like there, you can really see. Yeah, and an audience a needs difference. that. You know, an audience needs that. They need to know. They yeah. need to have you have the confidence so that they are okay and not uncomfortable. It's not an uncomfortable right. laugh. It's a connected laugh that they're having with you, not at you, not uncomfortable, you know, just, just, oh, my God, this needs to go away. Pathetic. We give them that feeling, huh? Yeah, it can't be pathetic. Oof. So yeah. during the— pen- I've been pathetic. Well, it's I'm the pathetic. Worst. It's the yeah, worst I mean, experience. somebody asked me what it's like to bomb, and it's everything that I felt before I did stand-up. Alone— <laughs> Like, uh, why don't you call it all the reasons you do? Stand-up? Yeah, all the reasons I do. Stand-up. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be alone. I don't want to feel foolish. I don't want to embarrass myself. Not be loved. But right. Shamed. Uh, yeah. All of that stuff comes up all in one heap. Right. And if you're bombing, which I haven't done in a while, but I did, because I wouldn't say I bombed the other night. It was just a tough crowd. But I have bombed within the past six years. Yeah. And that was hard. It's like my jo- my act is like a zipper. And if you don't hook on at the beginning, right. forget it. And right. they never got me. Or, or they just didn't buy into me. And so um, 
Was it a corporate gig? I'm curious. It was a Passover gig. So it was like only I'm Jewish. So I thought I would automatically be accepted. <laughs> but it was um, maybe 200 Passover gig. Jewish people in a hotel in and you this were, beautiful setting. And they hid the matzah in your jokes. <laughs> I just, I ate the matzah. <laughs> you ate the matzah? Yeah. Um, <laughs> With no water to wash that dry shit down. So, but what was I saying about performance? Oh, yeah. so during the pandemic, I realized, like I had this shift in my thinking, and that was, I'm there of service. I'm not, like I'm helping people. Right. By mm-hmm. light, bringing them light, not enlightening them, but making them feel a little lighter. Well, that's what you're bringing. That's what the show's called, by the way. Oh, it is? It's called Enlightened Up, yeah. Really? And our slogan is Enlighten the Fuck Up, will you? <laughs> so, oh, I didn't know if I could swear. No, yeah, yeah, okay. I could swear. Right. I, I mm. tend, you know, not to lean on it like some people because then it becomes a bit of a crutch, but sure, we right. talk like we talk, you know, so. I, I like that expression anyway, enlighten the fuck up. It kind of says everything to like me. I like that. Yeah. Do you say that on stage? No, no. I do another thing on stage I talk about. I came up with like my brand is I'm from Philly, but I live in California. You know, I'm liberally minded, but also have this other, you know, edginess to me. So I'm stuck between namaste and kiss my ass. I love it. That's, I want you and Caroline that, to do my show. What v- show? Vitello's. Oh, I do locally grown comedy. Oh, that yeah, I did. I did one before. You did it with me, yeah. but I want to have you and Caroline in July. We tour or together. August. Yeah, we tour together. It's yeah. really a great show. I th- Although she argues with me all the time about following me, so it'll. All have right, to be- I'll have to have her go first. Oh, you already are arguing with me. How about I want a break? <laughs> I don't want to close every show. I'll have all the. I'll close. Oh, okay, great. Okay, great. All right, That's, that, that'd be we'll a great. Each to 25, 30 minutes. What? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that will be a, a pro show. Yes. Right, right, and then we can have um, we can we could probably get someone else. Like no, Mark, I only have it. three comics now. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. usually loaded up. I, I see, know. I see your lineup. It was are too much. <sighs> this was before the pandemic. So before the pandemic, I didn't. I wasn't even there because I had broken my leg, so right. I was out of commission. But and I had other people host and keep the show going you 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 got in a car accident you kind of like left comedy for a little bit right you couldn't do it what inside of you was what was your inside saying i need to be back on that stage do you yearn do you, do you like the time off what was going through you when you when you did this okay so jeff and i were hit by a car in 2014 it was he was a, too it was well this is a different one it oh, was okay. a drunk driver and he killed the woman in the car next to us yeah. and that was traumatic yeah and then five years later four years later i was walking across the street and i was hit by a car and so that the first one we weren't hurt the car was totaled but um neither of us were hurt the second one i they broke my leg and both my feet so i literally couldn't stand up like i couldn't do my job and i never was angry I just thought I needed this break. Like it was my big break. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Literally. It was a couple of big breaks, apparently. Yeah. Maybe a couple of little metatarsals. So it was almost like, were you looking at like divinely inspired? Like this is like uh, a little bit of higher power talking to you? Like you needed this break? I 
just think the world works the right way. Yeah, me too. And so it should have been an easy heal. But when they put the rod in my leg, they rotated my legs. So both my knees were straight, but my foot was pointed out like a duck. Mm. So I couldn't walk around like that. So they right. had to re-break my leg. Ooh, and so it. it sounds bad, but they gave me opioids. Now, I understand the opioid crisis in this sure. country because that shit was good. <laughs> right. Um, I you had, can see how if, if you have an addictive personality. Which I do. So I had to, like, stop myself. I never overdid it. Did you it. ask someone to kind of monitor you? You report to someone? Did you have someone to speak to about it besides maybe your husband? But were you? No, you're, I did. I you was only would my, talk to yourself. I like wrote everything down yeah. and I was very careful. But they didn't understand why I was in so much pain because my leg was in, I was in so much pain because they had put, put the rod in wrong oh that they kept going, why do you need more? Um, oh, of my these. God. Where'd you, where'd you get this done? Ikea? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, like, it was, like, no, it was, um, it was UCLA. I mean, I've been missing a few washers or whatever I got, <laughs> but it's okay. It usually turns out all right. Oh, my God. So but, I recently bought a rowing machine. I'm just jumping all over the okay, place now. Yeah. But I started putting it together myself. I said, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. I sliced my finger open and had to go to urgent care. So then it just sat on the floor for for a week oh. or two. And I called somebody from TaskRabbit. And I'm like, I'm not doing stuff. Like, I'm 62 years old. I am. No, I'm 61. <laughs> Task, TaskRabbit. Have you ever used them? I love that you're telling me this. If anything happened today, besides my favorite comedian sitting in that chair, I just got a new... I didn't know about TaskRabbit. I'm going to be addicted to oh this. Oh, my God. They'll do anything. No. They will... They'll sit with you while you cook. But, but they can do, they do like handy stuff too, right? Yeah. You got to find a good handy person. So I found a guy. Ask Rabbit. Lewis, if you ever. Okay. Yes, I do. And we live pretty close. Like what? He'll, he'll put together oh, anything. Oh. What'd you buy? Uh, what, buy? Yeah. What'd you... How about like I am addicted like, like opioids to infomercials, yeah. late um, night uh uh, Facebook, you know, the ads that come yeah. in. I, I just spent $9,000 on a program. <laughs> I swear, look at the look you gave me. This wasn't like $9. What kind of program? They, and you know what pisses me off? It's like they keep talking. And I go, I got it already. I like you. You know, whatever your golf gizmo is. You know, not I didn't do it for golf. But and then and then you can't fast forward. You have to go, and they keep repeating themselves. It's like you got me already. What's the offer? What's the offer? So I end up, you know, just just looking it up online and taking the offer that they give. I don't even wait. If I get hooked into something, I just can't what is stop it my, though for nine thousand uh, uh, dollars? It's a which I actually did use this pretty much. I needed Task Rabbit though to really yeah. complete it because you know how even this I did a little bit of left a. Uh, a hex nut out, you know what I mean? Right. It's a coaching. It te teach you how to be a coach, which I'm heavily yeah. into coaching right now. Really love it. Really good at it. But I have to do a webinar, which they they actually did coach me in coming up with the title, which really helped. And you get feedback and stuff like that. But yeah, nine thousand bucks. 
Well, Russ you'll, Ruffino. Make, you'll make more. I already did. I already made the money back. Oh. Now, I'm not saying that they, I wouldn't have without them. You know what I mean? I probably would have come pretty close, but they really, they have all the details down on how to market and all that kind of stuff, which I don't know how to do. Every once in a while, I think, um, I went to a, first of all, people, I've been called gullible by six palm readers. <laughs> And, uh, no, I have gone to psychics, like, just recreational for uh-huh. fun. And I went to one that freaked me the fuck out. Really? Yes. I'll tell you that for story. Real. For real. But, um, but every once in a while, I think, you know what? I should listen to them more than my therapist because, um, you know, who knows? Who knows? It, well, they – now, here's something you don't know. Okay. You're and a psychic. You, you mu- yeah. You must you? believe me. Big time psychic, like really, really good at it. Really? Yeah. I've, as a matter of fact, this very room, I, I at one night, one night, I was someone I met on a hike, and I said, I'll give you a reading. And literally, the lights were flickering. It was crazy. I saw into her past. I started crying, and I was dead on. I've been dead on on all these psychic readings. It's crazy. We all have it, you know. Right. We all have the psychic intuition. intuition. And I do believe the comics have it more so than most people because we have to be empaths. You have to read a room. You have to feel a room. You're looking into your own past. You can see into other people's past. But we're all one on the planet. And I just, I opened up to it. Somebody opened me up to it. And I go, yeah, you're right. Jeez, I'm getting all this. But you get like facts, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can have someone, I, I'll have you contact her. I said stuff to her that like, how did I know what song she sang in second grade? Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And it should Happy birthday. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> you well, know what I see in your what? past, Wendy? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> My fair lady. You know, one time... Oh, so I want to tell you about the psychic I went to that f- blew my mind. You played Eliza Doolittle. I did. Did you do the accent? Josiah White, Henry Just Higgins. White, Henry Higgins. I was good You then. even did Higgins. Higgins. I love, I love it. A little cockney. I know. Don't complete it that. Was Come on my, now. No, I'll, I, I've smoked too much in my life. Not now, but... Um, <laughs> so I'm at the psychic. Yeah. And... I had been told, like, just go along with it. If I say Jane or John, I might mean Jim. Yeah. Um, like, it's called fishing, right? They do, yes. Yeah. That's so a little technique, yeah. It was like a moderately interesting event. And then I get up to go, and the guy goes, wait a minute. Who's Lily? You're not paying enough attention to Lily. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Really? I was writing a book called Swear on Lily. Wow. And what? I And then you sat back down. <laughs> what else? No, Tell me I about mean that Lily. was it. Just Your time was up. Yeah, my time was up. Wow. Um you know my second son was brought to me by a psychic live on the radio. Oh yeah. Yeah, he said I see I I there's a a soul calling for you. I see a blue blanket. He's very loud. And he was, when he's born, he was born uh, at birth and very loud. And uh, that's amazing, unbelievable. It was brought to by a psychic. I just opened up because I believe in psychics. I, I believe we are all in touch, but we are just taught so much. It's drilled into us not to believe something that's not tangible, seeable, you know, touchable. We're right. taught we're taught to be cynics. Right. It's it's the it's the problem I have with um, I shouldn't say a problem, 
but with cynics like a like a pen from Penn and Teller. You know, he's very anti, very atheist, very anti psychic. Well, that's you, pal. Right. You know, what I mean? that doesn't make it true for everyone. And you can go and debunk, and there's the amazing Randy debunks and things like that. But there are we have intuitions, and so it's pretty myopic to think that we get, we're just human beings having this one experience, and it's tangible, and you it's right in front of you, and there's nothing else to it. There's no past lives and all that. No, I think that you're really limiting yourself that way. And I think mm -hmm. you can really expand our horizons and expand our entire lives if we don't live in that myopic, limited world is open up to all of it. And look, I have a son because of it. That's incredible. Yeah. I totally believe in ghosts because people were booing in my audience. <laughs> Such an answer. I know. I know. That's not the response that I want. I just want you to laugh. Um, no, I think everybody's a little psychic, and yes. some people can just remember faster. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I don't even know what I meant by that. Is that, that a new joke? No, it's not even a joke. It's, it's like, a, You should add it. It's a okay. very Wendy Liebman-ish joke, and I think it's really clever and great. Add it to the repertoire. Okay, I'm, I'm the opposite of psychic. I don't even know what I'm thinking. That's one of my old psychic <laughs> okay. jokes. And then uh, I've These are coming out on the new album of... Yes, you, I've been told I have a sixth sense, which is really good because I'm missing two and three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now tell yes, everyone yes. your process of writing. What's the process that you find? Do you have a, a system that you're under? Do you have certain times that you write? I, Do you force yourself to write? All of those questions I want to it's ask. It's usually when I'm reading something else. Yeah. And then right. something comes to my mind. Inspired, yeah. Which is why I'm a really slow reader. <laughs> um, but like on my drive over here today, I saw a cement truck. And I thought, wow, he's multitasking. And I thought, cement trucks, the ultimate or the original multitasker. Because, you know, they turn while they're yeah, driving. Right, 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 right. So that's just something I yeah, tweeted. You... And I tweet, I like I like tweeting jokes because I don't have to get a laugh. It just is. Yeah, but then everything's predicated upon how many people like it. I just want to entertain my yes. three fans right, that right. I know now because of. I've got the... a new one. I do dad jokes. You do? Yeah, I'm doing dad jokes lately. Well, they're, why not? They're, they're real easy You're to write. Dad? They're fun. Yeah. My new bit is. My husband and I, it's as if somebody gave two five-year-olds a house and said, okay, it's yours. We eat Cheez-Its for dinner. Five-year-olds. <laughs> We're like five-year-olds. Whose turn is it to take out the garbage? Like, Oh, my God. And it's just the two of you live there. Yes. And two dogs that run our life. <laughs> here's, my, here's my dad joke. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. Uh, uh, the pirate that couldn't swallow the vegetable. What was the vegetable? An artichoke. <laughs> artichoke. I, but I That's great. Did you write that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I write these. Now I'm writing them all the time, but I don't use them in my act yet. I might because I, I have a whole dad section. Lately, we're talking about the pandemic, and we're also talking about kind of rebooting and things that happened. What was meant to be with your accident. Right. I believe that. The pandemic was meant to be so that we could all regroup and have the, I call it the spiritual rebooty call. Ooh. And are you going to listen to that rebooty call or are you not? Many are not. Many are doubling down with their anger and their resentments and, you know, their misplaced rage. I, mean, I had a guy come up to me after me today. Is like, what is that about? You know, this is tweeter. 
you know, the, all the, the keyboard cowards. They come after you. And I, I'm going, you know, here we are. We're just providing, you mentioned the word service before. I coach people and I say, be of service to the audience. Then you get out of your head and out of your fear. If you're of service to them, it could be somebody, I had somebody, her mom died two hours before the show. She said, well, what do I need to do? I don't need to be with her anymore. I came to the show. It's relief for her. Right. So we're a service to those people. And if we could think outside of ourselves and think about that. And so I believe what happened to me during the pandemic, I don't know if it happened for you, is I got to regroup and see what's what the purpose is. Now, what are we here for? So you got remarried during the pandemic? <laughs> no, I just meant regrouping. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. In a, we're in, we have group sex now. It's a, we're in a swingers club. By the way, there's tons of it around here. That's in Westlake? Oh. Well, you just outed it. <laughs> now people are going to Google <laughs> swingers. You can, you can edit that. No, I'm not going to edit it. Oh. Well, you know, I performed in the villages in Florida, and apparently that's just... Oh, yeah. In Florida with the older people? Yeah. Because they have nothing to lose. But here's the thing. I'm their age now. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. Like I perform and I go, can I get a house? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way we're thinking. Can I learn shuffleboard, mahjong? They drive around in golf carts. I know. That's the life. And they also have no fear anymore. You think they could care about an STD or their reputation well, chlamydia is a big problem. I know, I heard there. that. But you, they're not, they don't care. They're two seconds from. I, my <laughs> friend ended up in an old, it's, it's sad, he was in hospice care in an old folks' home. I never felt so wanted. I would go in there and they would just come up, I'll suck your dick in the closet. I'll take my teeth out. I mean, they, 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 they have no, they have no oh, shame wow. anymore. They have nothing to lose whatsoever. I've never felt so wanted. So I actually, my friend died, but I still go back there. Just to. <laughs> Just a, I have a little self-esteem boost. I used to get it in the gay neighborhood I lived in, and even that doesn't happen anymore. West Hollywood? Yes, I lived in the middle. Oh, it was the best. I lived in West Hollywood, too. Where did you live? I lived on West Knoll. Oh, my God, around the corner. I was on yeah. Sweetser. Oh, okay. We and were neighbors. Right around the corner from Hugo's, and I would go yes. for a little walk in my short shorts if ever I was, because I've never had a woman ever go. That's what like would, Caroline does that. What? Caroline does that sound when she's on stage talking about a young man. Oh, she Yeah. <laughs> See, that's her doing it. I've never had a woman do that to me. I've never had a woman go, come up on a wheelchair and go, need a ride, big boy? Oh. I had that happen in West Hollywood. I just felt like the bee's knees. That's a little old. <laughs> and the video cast took a turn. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Well, you probably have so- tons of self-esteem, so you don't have to worry about these things. <laughs> You're brimming tons with it. Self- you have lots of self-esteem, I so have... you don't have to worry about living in a gay neighborhood to have somebody growl at you or go to a, go to an old folks' home to have someone offer you sex. I have such low that. self-esteem, Craig, although it's getting better. Like, I used to only, like, if I had to complain about something in a store... I would only ask to speak with the assistant manager. Um, but now it's getting better. That was supposed to make you do a spit take. I had the water down. Know, Otherwise, it I would know. have. And my um, mouth open. You know, it's interesting because I know Caroline. Yeah. It's almost like she's on the podcast with us. Oh, I, believe me. She's at all, all my things. She, I have Kenny Loggins was in your seat. She oh barged in. Hey, Kenny, do you remember me during, oh during the God. podcast? She might just come in right now. Who knows? I love Kenny Loggins. We both opened for him. I didn't know you did, too. Um, 
Yes, over New Year's once. Oh, you mean you, you just... I opened for him at the MGM Grand. Wow. Yes, very cool. But um, You also opened for Ray Charles. I used to tour Ray with Ray Charles. Charles. That uh, was a cool one. Julio Iglesias. I felt bad about the way his manager dressed him, though. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, was, he wore like a bad prom uh, oh, tuxedo? Robin's egg tuxedo with the frills and everything. I'm thinking... Oh, you poor guy. You're blind. You have no idea what this guy's making you look like. I feel bad for Whenever him. I got off stage, his manager would say, so what do you do for a living? Like, as a joke. No. <laughs> yes. I opened for him twice, and he said it this. That's hilarious. When you met Ray Charles, yeah. did, he, did he do this? He did this with the wrist thing? Yeah. He, he felt did, my wrist. Remember that? When, when you saw it in the movie, I'm going, hey, I experienced yes. that. But with me, he felt me up fully, though. He grabbed me by the wrist, and he went... Really? On my thigh. He goes, you're a strapping young man, aren't you? And he wow. did that to me a few times. Wow. <laughs> so, but with you, he grabbed your wrist because you He grabbed you're a my woman. wrist and he said, what do you do for a living? No, that was his manager. <laughs> right. um, it's I've, interesting. Though, Julio Iglesias. Yeah. Good audiences, right? Frank, well, they spoke Spanish, so it was a little difficult. Uh, Frankie hmm. Valley in the Four Seasons. I thought you were going to say Frank Sinatra. Oh, he was in the hotel when I was opening for Kenny. He was in the other room with Don Rickles opening for him. And wow. then in the biggest showroom was Barbara Streisand. So I don't think she uses stand-ups. We were talking about this the other day. Kenny, I was with Kenny in Florida, and he was saying, love comics because I don't have to worry about you, you know, Ruining my instruments or, you know, right. the, the breakdown. You just, just you and a microphone. Get out of here. Does he still use comics? Um, I, I think maybe. I saw he's going out with Messina. With yes, Messina. he's going out with Messina again. Yes, he <laughs> is. Well, we should double date and go. Let's do and that. And we'll bring Christopher Titus, who opened for him before I did. He's Let's toured with him before that. me. Yeah. But I was just with him in Florida. We're doing um, crypto. I I read about that. Yeah, we're going to. It's a whole other thing. He's, he's, his, he's mining NFTs. Like you can buy, his original Danny song. You know Danny's. You know Dan, beautiful song. Right? You can be a little, <laughs> little louder than that. So, so. We've just begun. have Even though we ain't got money. I'm so in love with you. I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you can buy the original lyrics that he hand wrote for. He's going to mint it for an NFT. Isn't that cool? Like, it, let's say you're not even into Kenny Loggs, but your parents are. You could buy that as a right. gift, and they would own the lyrics through this crypto, and it would be all. So, and I'm I'm actually developing. I've developed some television some shows. NFTs. I have a animated show which you'll do a voice on. Here's something you never knew about my uh, fanboy on you. I wrote a movie that you were the co-star with me. Really? I don't think you ever knew this. I did not. Yes, How I'm was revealing I? this. <laughs> <laughs> I cast Tiffany Haddish. So, so anyway. um, yeah. I never told you this. I think I no, did. No, I know. This I is when we just won that. the award, maybe a couple oh. years later. And we were both. Were we married in it? No, no, we were, we were partners. Both, we were both partners, cops. We were both cops. Let's do it. And it was called uh, "Who's Killing," the, "Who's Killing the Funniest People," or something like that. And it was this murder thing that was happening at comedy clubs. They were murdering uh, comics, and we were the two detectives that were hot I love on the trail. It. Get in the car. And, 
by great lines for you. Really? Very bossy. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I, don't, I have to dig that out. It's on my old Toshiba, <laughs> my Toshiba laptop, which I don't even know if it's called a laptop. Here's a Wendy joke for you. Oh. This is a, no, this is a dad joke. Okay. I just thought it was my old joke. Um, <clears throat> I have the smallest computer ever that it fits right under my nose. It's called a lip top. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even joke? get it. Is it oh, no. Um, I, <laughs> I get it. I'm, I'm joking. That's so cute. It's a cute So dad are dad jokes. jokes just puns? They're just stupid jokes. You know, it's like... Uh, to you make your kids laugh. Make your kids I laugh. I love making kids laugh. And, and you're making the kids laugh with them with the assumption that you're an idiot. So these are right. like idiotic jokes. You know, they're not... But they really are, you know, you still have to write them. They're still a little bit cl- a lip top. Come on now. That's adorable. Who comes up? Yeah. I They're go adorable. Back. Yeah. I want to go back yeah. to something you Good. said. Yes, what? So you said earlier, like, do we feel bitter or yeah. begrudge- begrudgingly? I, again, with the spirituality, mm-hmm. I'm very spiritual because the material thing didn't work out like I had <laughs> planned. But... I feel like I'm just where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I'm sitting in your studio with you, and this is it. In the now, in, in the, the presence, now. and vibing on, you know, having a dialogue that's just, you know, pure. There's nothing else. There's no agenda attached to it. We're not making any money. There's no one watching. Wait, no one I'm listening. not making any no, money? I gave, I'm going to give you, oh, that gives me, <laughs> that gives me, what a, what a segue that is. I have gifts for you. Mm. Yeah. That got a spit take more I than love my jokes. Gifts. That got a better take than lip top. <laughs> so, you're a very healthy person. We've you've actually gone to my healer a few times. Yes, he's not my sponsor, but this is a vitamin company. Highest H Y E S T. It's molecular hydrogen. It's infl- anti-inflammatory. It's temporary relief of aches and pains, but it's also a vitamin. These are really awesome vitamins. They do more. That, does your pee turn yellow when you have vitamins? Sometimes. That's my big thing. It's like, what is this doing for me? It's all I see is I could guide boats into the harbor with my pee. So <laughs> these vitamins. The so you get these. Yes, you get these. And it, and you can also, when they run out, you can get them at highestvitamins.com. You put in the code LAFTERHEALS and all, you get 20% off and 50% of, of the proceeds. Go to Laughter Heals the Foundation, which I know you're into. What is what did these they These are just do? really good vitamins. Oh good. To make you feel better and make you feel have oh, listen to this. Energy and focus. It's right up there on the screen. Energy and focus. You will have a better memory. You'll remember all your jokes. You won't have to go on Zoom anymore and have cue cards. <laughs> okay, for your own act. And I also have something very special. For a you. teleprompter? <laughs> this is you can probably read it from there. Ethan Cole candles. Ooh. These are I love candles, and I love the, lavender. It says lavender. We picked that for you because we talked to your husband today on your anniversary. No, you did not. We talked to him. He said, I, we said, which of, <laughs> which of these Ethan Cole candles would Wendy like the most? Because there are very, a lot of smells, scents, I believe. They, Philly would call them, but smells. It's, it's a very weird thing when you say, you smell good. <laughs> <laughs> That's delivered like a Wendy Liebman joke. Yeah. Oh, my God. These are, and it's all natural. There's no like chemicals in I here. I love and lavender. And look at the wood wick. They have wood wicks and it, it crackles. I love it. So this is perfect for your anniversary. Ethan Cole. Yes. E-T-H-Y-N Cole with a K dot com. 
And Thank you so that much. That is yours to, that is to take wonderful. home for your anniversary. Wait till Jeff has, you know, like, listen, I'm, this is like an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Jeff's going to be very happy with me to we're take you be, away for your anniversary. We're going to be watching Matlock and, no, I'm kidding. I, I love that you picked the show that I was on twice. Were you on it? Because I really do watch it. You do not. I, Wendy, on if my you watched honor, it a lot, you would know that I was on it twice. Big parts. I have, I've seen every episode of of Murder, She Wrote. Every episode of... Yes, then I did see you. Every episode of Diagnosis Murder. I was in that one, too. <laughs> and now I'm just cycling through Matlock. It tapes at 10 in the morning. It does not. You are not it watching does. Matlock. It does. I get up and I fold the laundry while I'm watching I play Matt Brian Lock. Claiborne, the entertainment oh, reporter of Atlanta. Oh, my God. Yes. I can't wait. I'm in a cookie episode. Someone always, just know that the minute you see me on screen, someone's going to die right there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you met Don Knotts? Well, uh, no, I actually met him the night that you and I worked together another time as Comic Relief. They line up that night. It was right. I, that, can we bring that photo in now, too? I have that photo out here of you and me, wow. Bob Saget Bob was Saget. there. Yes, and, and it was obviously you know, Whoopi and Robin and Billy Crystal. And I was, um, I, they, I don't know if I ever told you this story. So I do an impression of Don Knotts. A lot it's of people. phenomenal. So much so that yeah. I looped him in the movie Pleasantville. I don't know if you knew oh that. Half of the movie is my voice because he was sick and I had to replace. He's a TV repairman, but I had to do him as an old guy. So he circles the apple in the telestrator. It's my voice going, boom, what do you call that right there, bud? The forbidden fruit here in Pleasantville. I'm your TV repairman, bud. Oh, so, my so the God. Movie, that's great. If you watch the movie, you're going, which is, which, you know, you really can't tell. So that night... That we were doing comic relief. That was a big moment for me. They whisked me backstage, and I did a press conference. And who walks on stage? Because he was there with the Steve Allen show, remember? They were doing a retrospective. Yes. So he was backstage having, watching me do the whole cast at Mayberry live. He turns to Steve Allen. Everybody's watching him watch me on the monitor at Universal. He goes, he does me pretty good, doesn't he, Steve? Oh. Then my. they brought us together for the first time, and then I sat with them. I have a picture of it out here as well. And I must be honest with you, someone told me that he has a big schlong. <laughs> I know you just got uncomfortable. TMI. <laughs> and I had to try to look to confirm. <laughs> I, was, I was like, he's all serious. I was born in West Virginia and I was a ventriloquist at one time. And, and I'm going, are those pleats? Oh <laughs> my. It's what guys do. You talk about. Is it about really guys do? Forrest Tucker. There's a whole list of, you know, Milton Berle. Who's Forrest Tucker? He was on F Troop. Oh. He, they even have a golf terminology. Like if you're so many inches or feet away from the hole and you can have the putt, you know, they say give it to you so you don't have to putt out and it takes forever. They call oh. it a Forrest Tucker because it's, because it's, it's, it's a so gimme. big. It's, oh. No, it's so big. It's like a Forrest Tucker. So anyway. Really? Uh, I've learned Bad segue so, to this, close on. This I will not so close on that. Informative and educational. <laughs> I don't even play golf. It's not, I, you can't wait to use the Forest Tucker. I played golf once. I was told I had all of the aptitude, but none of the interest. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Really? Well, my aptitude mother's, for golf. Yeah, my mother's a golfer. But she I just, does everything. She's I know. a bon vivant. She's I a know. drummer. A drummer, a golfer, anything that involves hitting. 
What, what did you? You know what? They, my parents never hit me, but they did sanction me. <laughs> um, I don't even know what that means exactly, but it sounded right. <laughs> I'm just glad you're rolling with the jokes. I'm just trying I'm not to get end rid of Forrest Tucker's beta get, size. Get me out I'm of this. I'm trying to get past that. But anyway, you got to meet your idol, Don Knotts. I did. And then we spoke for a while. Now his daughter called me up and said, I'm writing a book about my dad called Tied Up in Knots, and I want you to be in the book. You're his favorite comedian. So wow, getting to know him, and he became a fan and stuff like that. I do the whole cast at Mayberry. He loved it. I even do Howard Sprague. I don't think – I never the watched that show. You did? Really? What was your show growing up? More like the Brady Bunch. You were a Brady Buncher? Yeah. You know, she, you know, she lives right here. Um, Maureen McCormick. Oh, Matter of fact, last we're, time I was at Candy Club, she, was, she came to my show. Twitter friends. Yeah. And let's, plus, let's, we all know Hope Juber, whose dad was Sherwood Schwartz, who wrote um, Gilligan's Island and, and Brady, Brady Bunch. Yeah, Sherwood Schwartz. We know who? Hope, his daughter. We do? Yes, we do. Hope, What's her name? Hope Juber. She's married to Lawrence Juber, who is a world-renowned guitarist, played with wings. So. Really? Yeah. So wait a minute. Hope, how do you know Hope? Is she, uh, you say we know. I don't know. Is she a oh, comic? Oh, no. She's a writer, and she was her. in the Brady Bunch a couple of times. She was? And uh, she's just a wonderful human being. Well, Marsha, who yes. plays Marsha. She introduced me to Marsha. She lives up the street. And then Cindy Brady's son just came to see me and said that she says hello at the Candy Club in uh, Santa Clarita. And I just was tweeting, private tweeting with the one who played Jan. Oh, my God. I've, the, the, I've uh, met the old Greg at, like, Good Day Texas or Good Day Dallas <laughs> that's one, we, one we morning. Always meet the, we always yeah. meet them there. Bobby was a dad in our elementary school. Well, He's like a rock, a punk rocker now. I think you're thinking of Eddie from Courtship of Eddie's Father. That's who I'm thinking. And you're also Eddie Munster. Also. Oh, I wasn't thinking of him. But Bo- both those Eddies turned into punk rockers. Really? I didn't know Bobby did, too. He kind of looks like both of them. No, maybe it wasn't Bobby. But uh, I'm, I'm mixing up my child stars. <laughs> but Ernie from My Three Sons, oh my I would see him all the time at Aroma Cafe. Really? Yeah. How did you recognize him? He looks exactly the same. He doesn't have the glasses. He would never he have those glasses. We used to call a guy Ernie when we were in school. He literally broke his glasses and threw them out. And wouldn't he went around blind because he couldn't be stand being called Ernie. From well, at this sons. point in my life, I watch TV and movies and I go, oh, that person was in that and that right. and that. And like, especially with the British shows. It's just like a cast that it's like a repertoire. They're all in everything. You know who does that? Bewitched. Watch the old Bewitched. Really? Yes. And as she lives down the street, too. She's been a guest on here. Tabitha. The daughter. She's awesome. But if you watch that, that Mr. Whipple, you know, from the Sharma yeah. commercials, he's in like every other episode playing someone different. He usually plays a drunk. Paul Lynn was not Uncle Arthur at first. He was a driving instructor. Really? Yeah, it's like, these all the actors you have? <laughs> it's like, they just have this pool of actors that just, yeah, come on in. It must have been friends or something. Of, of I know we're done, but yeah. um, Mr. Whipple's son is like a stuntman, and I met him, and his daughter used to is an actress and used to date one of my ex-boyfriends. Well, that is some trivia there. <laughs> and Mr. Whipple's son is a stunt. Yeah, a stunt guy. I guess he never gets hurt because he's got toilet paper to land in. <laughs> he's squeezable. It's <laughs> I don't know what that means. Wendy, how do we find you on social media? I'm Wendy Liebman. Wow. L-I-E-B-M-A-N. Yeah. Yeah. See, I've got somebody snagged AOL. my name. Someone snagged my name. Oh, really? Try to charge me. Oh, yeah, they did 5, that to me. 5000 bucks. 
They did that to me, too. And then somebody, Daniel Kellison helped me get out of that. No. He knew somebody who knew somebody. Yeah, you always got to know somebody who knows yeah. somebody. <laughs> Wendy, my favorite comedian, I know she'll be yours. If you haven't heard of her before, check her out on all of her specials or YouTube. She's got other stuff coming out. Can then. I say the name of my album? Yes, of it's course. It's going to be my, no, you can't. my big break. <laughs> it's called My Big oh, Break? Oh, no, it's called Standing Myself. You're just retitling it right now yeah, in, the, in no, the moment? I go back and forth. You're talking about in right. the moment. That was a retitle, in the moment. I, I think know. I'll call it... I think I'll call it uh, 60, <laughs> like Adele calls hers 30. No, mine is... I'm going to call it Ikea legs. <laughs> All right, Wendy. Great I love you. you. Thank you love so you much so for having me. Yes, I look forward to working with you at Vitello's. I would love that. Stay in touch with both of us, everyone. And also, you're going to work the Canyon Club for me. Okay? I would love that. We book that. Thursdays. We're going to walk out of here. You're going to walk out with a gig, candle, and vitamins. Thank Yay. you, Wendy Lehman. Hey, remember, everybody... Just take this with you at all times, and something's going wrong. Just think to yourself, I'm going to enlighten the fuck up. See you next time.